got your back. And uh, the, the, the thought came to me, and, and just as the Lord was leading, that sometimes in life, uh, um, life will drop you, and, and oftentimes we'll be disappointed and we'll be let down, and there might be something that happens where we, can, we might turn around and say, why or how or what is, what's the reasoning behind it? And oftentimes if we just rely on our own strength and in our own desires and our own abilities, we will be disappointed, we will let, be let down, but ultimately... God will not let us down. And so uh, if you have your Bibles, uh, Jeremiah 24, we're going to look at uh, two verses, three verses in Jeremiah. We're going to be hopping around different scripture. And so uh, you can follow along. Jeremiah 24, starting in verse five, the Bible says, thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel, like these good figs, so will I acknowledge them that are carried away captive of Judah, whom I have sent out of this place into the land of the Chaldeans for for good. For I will set my eyes upon them for good, and I will bring them again to this land, and I will build them and not pull them down. And I will plant them and not pluck them up. And I will give them a heart to know me, that I am the Lord, and that and that and they shall be my people, and I will be their God, for they shall return unto me with their whole heart. Uh, Again, those are several promises that we're going to see today. And so let's go ahead and pray and ask the Lord to bless. Lord, we sure do love you. We thank you for this day. We pray that you just uh, meet with us now in a special way, Lord. I pray you just be with each and every one of the teachers that's teaching uh, uh, this morning, Lord. I pray that your word be uh, honored and glorified in your name as well, Lord. Lord God, I pray you empty me of myself, Lord. Fill me with your spirit, Lord, and just allow your words to be said today, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Uh, you know, uh, growing up, my family, uh, we grew up going to the lake. Uh, uh, we used to go uh, water skiing, wakeboarding, and uh, my uh, the first boat that my dad bought was just, uh, it was, it was, it was a, p- a piece of junk, you know. Uh, uh, I remember one time we went out and, and uh, we went, we'd go to Lake Mead in, in Nevada. It's where like the Colorado River just kind of e- empties out. And so uh, we would go there every year, every summer. We'd take two, three trips and we'd go out there. And then uh, I remember my dad, uh, we started off with jet skis. My uncle had two jet skis and that's what we started going out with. And then my dad wanted a boat, and so he ended up, I think this was like, uh, if, if he could have, I don't know if he did, but I feel like he bought this boat off of Craigslist, you know, and, and, and so it was just a piece of junk, but that was like my dad's baby, and I remember, you know, he would make us wash that boat, and uh, it would just be embarrassing, I'm like, why are we washing this, but, you know, it was, it was his thing, and it was his, it, it was him, and, and I remember just uh, um, one, one year we went out to the lake, and as, as we were out there, uh, um, we were coming in, we had been spending the whole day, you know, wakeboarding and skiing, and uh, we had bought this banana boat, and, and we, were, we were just having a good old time, and, and on the way in, you know, we, we load everything in the boat, and we, you know, because as, as, as Hispanics, you know, one person has a boat, that means 50 people get to come on this trip, and so we, we had to do uh, 30 trips, you know, taking people to the dock and to our little spot, and, and back and forth, and on the last trip, I remember... The last trip, we got all the things like the chairs, the, the canopy, the grill, and we threw it on the boat. And it was my dad, me, and my, uh, and my older brother on the last ride. And we're riding back, and we're going, and all of a sudden, you know, you hear the sputter, brr, 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 and we're just like, this can't be good, you know. And so my dad's like, oh, I'll, I'll, it's nothing, it's nothing, I'll take care of it. And he gets, he gets on the boat, and he, he opens up the hatch, and he starts working on it. Well, we got to the point where the boat would only go in reverse, so here we are coming back to the dock in reverse, and it's just like, 
you hear all these big boats coming by, and you just put your head down and put your glasses on, and you're just like, all right, you know, but that was, that was his, his, his special thing, and, and I, I remember just my dad being so mad, like, I, I can't believe this boat broke down, and I was like, dad, what'd you expect, you know, and he was just like, excuse me, how dare you talk about my boat like that, and, and, but, you know, time and time again, we, we had so much time, and then after that summer, my dad just turned around and, and got himself a new boat, and, and it was good after that, but, you know, there's going to be times in life where we might depend on something, we might rely on something, we might uh, put our full confidence in it and say, I'm going to be able to do this because of my ability, because of the things I've done, and ultimately it might just let us down. Uh, um, you know, when we come, when we come through uh, a situation and if we're not wholeheartedly having given it over to the Lord and say, Lord, you've got my back, and, uh, and, and, and time and time again we see that in the Bible it says, you know, God's got our back and he will never leave us nor forsake us that no man can pluck us from his hand. And time and time again, we see throughout the Bible that God's got our back. But it's because of our, you know, whether it be pride, whether it be our, our, our mainly pride, but just our own thinking that I can do this. I'm able to because of the things I've done. It, it will end up always in disappointment. Um, going back to the, 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 these, uh, uh, this lake story. Uh, when we when I first started water skiing, um, I remember if you've ever water skied, you, you know, the first time it, it can be pretty intimidating because you start off right behind the boat. Uh, you know, you have the, the, the rope, 20, 25 feet of rope, but you're you're literally right behind the boat. And immediately when to get out of the water, they have to hit the boat almost full throttle to get you out of the water. Well, if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to try you're going to drink more water than you're actually skiing on water. And I remember I was like 11 or 12, and, and, and I remember just, you know, my dad was like, all right, it's your turn to learn how to ski. And I was just like, all right, you know. I'd seen people, and I was like, yeah, I'll try it. But I remember you have to, you have to keep the tips of the, of the skis out of the water, keep the rope in between the skis, and then when, the, when you hear the boat rev up, that's when you just have to let, let it's basically you have to let the, the skis do the work for you. And you have to let them pull you out. But if your skis dip underwater, you're going to be drinking a whole lot of water. And so my problem was one ski would dip and the other one would, would stay up and I'd be dragging one, you know, one and, and I'd be trying to pull myself out. And time and time again, my dad said, no, no, let this rope and the boat do the work. Let the skis do the work. You just sit there and enjoy the ride. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, that's easier said than done. And then my dad would say, all right, watch, this is how I do it. And so he'd get in the water, put the skis on. And we'd hit it, and he'd just come out the water like no big thing. I'm like, yes, that easy. And, and so finally, I remember just that uh, we had been trying, and I had been drinking so much water, and my dad, you know, was just like, just relax, let the boat and the, and the rope and the skis do the work. And so finally, I remember uh, the boat, they, 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 uh, you know, they, they yell, are you ready? And you yell back, go. And, and I just remember the boat revving up, and here I was, and then all of a sudden I wasn't drinking water, and I was like, I think I'm doing it, I think I'm doing it. And I got out of the water and I was skiing in my mind. You know, I was, I was like one of those, in my, in my mind, it was one of those pictures out of a magazine where the guy's like right next to the boat. The water's super crystal clear and, and, and quiet. There's no waves in the skis. You know, was, in my mind, I was like, this is sweet. I'm skiing. Uh, I, I'm behind the boat. And my mom happened to take a picture. And I, in my mind, you know, I was standing up skiing. I was skiing behind the boat. But when later on that day, they showed me the picture I mean, it was, it was actually very embarrassing. I was, I was bent over like this, barely hanging on, but I was skiing. 
And, you know, it was at that point when I let go and I just said, you know, what, I'm going to let the skis do the work. I'm going to let the boat pull me. I'm going to let, you know, everything else happen and let it control and let it determine what happens. And nothing that I do is going to make me ski. And sometimes in life, we come to a point where we have to realize it's nothing that we do. It's nothing that we, we can, we can uh, our own abilities to make stuff happen, our own uh, uh, job or, or our own desire to make things happen. It, it's not going to work out unless God wills it for our lives. And, and in this passage, we see, you know, the Lord just giving a, us a promise that, uh, for I will set my eyes upon them for good, and I will bring them again to this land, and I will build them and not pull them down, and I will plant them and pluck them up. We see here that the Lord is just, you know, uh, encouraging us and saying, I got your back. Uh, if, if you give me the opportunity to do what I do, to be what I am and, and, and be your Lord and Savior, I can, uh, I can help you out. So first we see that there's a, a life without God can sometimes be insecure. A life without God is insecure. Uh, uh, the, I think of the story of Saul. You know, in 1 Kings uh, chapter 11, that whole chapter is just the story of, of Saul, how he... he almost fell from grace. It starts with him just, uh, uh, the Bible describing how, you know, uh, he, he ended up with uh, all these uh, wives and concubines, and then he just ended up worshiping some of them and coming away from God and turning, almost turning his back on God and saying, you know what, I, I, it's all about me. It's the things that I'm doing, you know, and, and, and the things that I'm able to accomplish. And, you know, in that passage, it says that he worshiped some of them. He lit incense to them. He, he you know, he worshiped them, and if you read in the, uh, later on in that chapter, it says that they were abominations. And that's what these women were, is what the Bible describes, and that's what uh, uh, Saul was worshiping. And, and, you know, there was that insecurity. I mean, to me, in my opinion, my personal opinion, why would uh, someone who, who, who has everything need more? There might be an insecurity maybe in his own personal life, in his own personal walk. Uh, he just felt like he needed more. And there wasn't a true reliance of saying, God, you know, uh, um, you've, g you've given, you've provided, and, and with you is enough. And it was that desire of wanting more. And to me, I think that's why he turned and started saying, you know what, I'm worshiping this woman. I need more concubines. I need more wives. And, and I, it, it, it's insane just uh, the amount of, of women and stuff. And then later on in that passage, we see how he, he just started, you know, uh, uh, worshiping them, and then God said, "I'm going to take this away from you. I'm going to give it to to. I'm going to give it to the line of David because David was good to me and David was faithful to me. But I'm not. I'm going to take it away from you. And you can see that in that progression in that chapter. But uh, uh, there's an sense of insecurity when we don't have God. You know, how can we wholeheartedly rely on on this passage that we saw in Jeremiah? How can we know that God will set His eyes upon us? How can we know that God will, uh, will build us? How can we know that God will not pull us down if we don't know him as our personal savior? There's a story. A five-year-old Johnny was in the kitchen as his mother made supper. She asked him to go into the pantry and get her a can of tomato soup, but he didn't want to go in alone. He said, it's dark in there and I'm scared. His mom asked again and, she, and he persisted, Mom, Mom, it's dark in there. I really don't want to go in there. Finally, the mother said, it's okay. Jesus will be in there with you. So Johnny walked over hesitantly to the door and slowly opened it. He peeked, he peeked inside, saw that it was very dark, and started to leave. When all at once this idea came to me, he said, Jesus, if you're in there, would you hand me the can of tomato soup? You know, oftentimes, you know, we come up in a situation where we're, you know, we can tell ourselves, 
God, you are with me. You are walking with me. You're here with me. But if we don't wholeheartedly believe it, it can necessarily mean nothing. You know, I can, I can tell you guys, you know, under your chair, there's a $100 bill. And, and you might just say, yeah, right. And you, you're right. There is no $100 bill. <laughs> but, but, you know, if, if it was something that you believed and, 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 and you, you, you acknowledged and saying, yeah, I could see that there being a $100 bill under my chair, what would be our reaction? We'd immediately reach under and say, oh, thanks. I'm going to lunch today, you know. But it's, it comes to a point where we have to wholeheartedly know that God is with us regardless. Uh, we see in the Bible time and time again that he, will, he wants to help us. He wants to save us. He wants to give us these things. But the choice is ours. We have to choose to uh, live a life with God. And, and so there's a sense of insecurity that when, we, uh, 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 when we're living our life without God, we, we come to a, a point where we don't know what's going on. You know, life without God is insecure. It can be insecure. And, and we saw that, we see that in the life of Saul. And time and time again, how we see, you know, people trusting in their own arm. You know, the Bible says that, uh, um, uh, cursed be the man that trusted in his, in his own arm, for he shall be like a heath uh, planted in the desert. You know, that, that's, that's no fun. Being on by your own, being, having, thinking you're going to be able to do these things. And you might be able to do stuff to a certain degree. But we'll never be able to do God's will. We never be able to fulfill God's plan for our lives without him in our lives. And so a life without God is a, is a life of insecurity. But we also see that life with God is, in, is very impressive or is impressive. Psalm 1611, that will show me the path of life in the presence of his fullness of joy. At thy right hand are pleasures forevermore. Uh, there was a story <clears throat> uh, base, uh, of a baseball great, Ty Cobbs who hit 367% uh, percent in his career. Uh, he was asked at the age of 70 how he, would, how he thought he would do if he were playing today. He said he would probably hit probably 300 or 290. The reporter asked him if, he, if that was because of the new pitches and the artificial grass and all these different technical uh, uh, advances that the game has had. And he said, no, it's because I am 70 and much wiser. You know, time and time again, when we, when we get to know God on a more personal, intimate level, when we get to know God and say, you know what, God, you're going to do these things. It's nothing that I can do. We can look back in our lives and say, Lord, I don't know how this happened. I don't know what you, I did, but absolutely nothing. But it is something that you did. You know, we're all sitting in this room here because of the grace of God. We're all sit, we all have the ability. We all have the things we have. We all have, uh, you know, the, 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 the place to sleep. We all have the, you know, the cars we drive because God has allowed us to. And we look back and, you, and we might say, you know what, well, I did work my butt off and I, I, I did this and, I, and I, I tried to do this. But if you think about it, who gave you the ability? Who gave you the opportunity? Who opened those doors for you? Who, who allowed these things to happen in your life? And if you look at back and in your own life, I know I, I, over this past week I was looking at my life and just looking how I ended up in South Florida. You know, there, there's nothing short of just the hand of God. You know, there's nothing short of just, you know, I did this. No, it's not absolutely nothing that I did, but it's everything that the Lord did. And if we, if we carefully examine our lives and we look back and we say, Lord, we will see time and time again, Lord, you saved me from this. Lord, you kept me from that. Lord, you, you, you helped my family through this. You, 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 turn, you protected, you guided, you, you know, uh, 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 time and time again, if we we're completely honest, we can look back in our lives, you know, if we had instant replay for our lives, 
And, and we went and we just saw our lives before us. You know, can we wholeheartedly say, I did that? I was able to do that. And, you know, it's impressive to see what God does. In Genesis 15, 1, the Bible says, After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a, in a vision, saying, Fear not, I am thy shield, and I, I am thy exceeding great reward. You know, there, there's, there's time and time again, uh, I don't know how to emphasize this more. It's just God can do great and mighty things in and through us if we just simply let go and allow him to do things through our lives. You know, uh, we, we, we have the opportunity to serve God. You know, yesterday we had uh, almost 900 doors knocked uh, or just invitations for our open house uh, 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 go out into our community and 900 doors. That, that to me is, is, we you know, yes, we went out, but who gave us the ability to walk? Who gave us the ability to, to, to drive to these places and, and be able to communicate with the people that we came in contact with? You know, that, that to me is astonishing. Uh, how can we do 900 doors? You know, we've, we ordered, uh, I think it was 2,500 of these open house invitations. I think we're down to about 700 left for next week. Uh, that's, you know, you, you, when that box came in, I, I, I remember sitting there, I was like, that's a lot of invitations. <laughs> you know, how, how are we going to be able to get this? But, you know, it's the ability that the Lord gives us the, that if we just choose to be obedient, you know, the Bible says, go ye. And if we just, if it's our choice to go and we can look back and say, Lord, that was impressive. I think last year we knocked on close to 16,000 doors. Uh, up to date, I think, uh, I might be mistaken, but we're close, close to four or 5,000 doors already and we're just ending through February. I mean, I don't know how else to express it. That's, that's God. That's impressive. And, you know, the time and time again, you know, we see, Visitors come, we see people saved, and, and you know, uh, uh, Pastor and I were talking about, you know, the Facebook Live and how many people have, have, been, have been visiting and, and, and visiting the website because of that. And I think the last time we posted something, there was 200 and something, 234 different uh, uh, people that saw the, the, the message and, and heard the gospel, and, and that was 234 people on top of our attendance here. And these are all tools and, and, and avenues that the Lord allows us to use and, 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 and be a, a part of. But if we look back and say, Lord, that's all you. You know, when, when, we, when we, we're able to, and we have the opportunity to, to see someone come to know uh, Jesus Christ as their Savior, we, we have a small part in that. But again, that's the Lord in and through us, allowing us to be a, a vessel in his hand, be a tool in his hands and being used. And we can look back and say, Lord, thank you for allowing me to be a part that was impressive. That was uh, intense. That was amazing. That was, you know, put uh, whatever uh, word you want there. But it, ultimately, if you look back in our lives, God has done some pretty impressive stuff in our own lives. And, and, and it, I mean, salvation, period. That in itself, in and itself is impressive. Uh, um, so we see that uh, uh, um, life without God is a life of insecurity. Life with God is an impressive life. And we see that God ultimately is immune to man. We might say, you know what, God, I, I, I'm, I'm going to do this because of me. And God just probably, I feel like God just sits back and says, all right, I'll watch. You know, let, let me know how that goes. And, and, or, you know, God just sits back and say, I'll wait. I'll be here when you're ready. You know, and with these, this God just, you know, if you think about it, 
God knows. God knows uh, uh, what we're going to go through. God's uh, plan uh, mapped out our life. God knows, and it's our choice. Sometimes we choose uh, because of our pride, because of our uh, inability to know, or, or for whatever reason, we choose to say, you know, I'm going to do it my way. And, and God just says, okay, I'll wait. You know, James 1, 13 and 17 says, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. Verse 17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Time and time again, you know, God says, you can try to do you. You can try to do the things you think you're going to do. You can try to use your abilities. You can try to use your talents for yourself and your gain and your personal uh, uh, gain. But just wait. What happens if we take these abilities? I remember when I was in high school, uh, my senior year, we were driving up to a football game and, and uh, uh, the football team was in the bus and the cheerleaders, they decided they didn't want to ride the bus, that they were going to drive their, uh, their own cars. And this was against the, 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 the school staff's judgment. They told them no, but they did it anyway. And I remember this, this one girl, she had a full scholarship to uh, Cal State Fullerton to go play volleyball for them. And I remember she... Uh, she rode the bus on the way up with us, and on the way down, she decided she was going to go with the rest of the team, and her parents told her, no, ride the bus. The, the, the uh, coaches told her, no, ride the bus, but, you know, she said, no, we're going to be okay. It's just I want to have more fun with my friends. I'm going to ride in that car, and I just remember we were driving back, and, and we were in the bus, so naturally we were going slower than cars, and there was just, just big uh, uh, traffic. There was just a lot of traffic backing up, and we had about three, four-hour drive, and we're just like, you know, this, this traf the traffic is going to add to that. And I just remember as, as finally we got to the accident, we're passing it, and there's this car had flipped over, rolled, and, and it was completely squished, and, and they had closed it off because the, uh, they had airlifted some, some of the people out. And I just remember as we were passing the car, uh, uh, one of the guys recognized the car, and that was the girl's car. And uh, they had been involved in this accident, and the, uh, uh, it was five girls in that car. Four of them walked away from the accident, but the one that was airlifted was the girl that decided to choose to say no, to disobey and just go and do her own thing. She ended up having seven facial reconstructive surgeries, uh, three uh, um, leg surgeries, and something else. It was, it was just a long process. And, and to this day, uh, she still has scars on her face from the accident. And, and all this because she chose to say, you know what, I, I, I can do this. I want to uh, have fun. And, you know, God just said, okay, do you. I'll be here. And I, I just remember distinctly thinking, you know, they, they, um, the Christian school we, I went to, the, uh, they, uh, uh, they, they brought in, a, uh, the pastor came in, and, you know, they had these counseling sessions and just, you know, because all these people were asking, why, God? How, how could you let this happen? And, and, and you know, uh, but sometimes it's just their choice. It's our choice. God said, you know, here, here, here's, here's if you just simply do this, if you just, you know, don't say it was me, but just as we read, you know, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted from above. And in verse 17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. All these things happen, and, and, and you know, we can turn around. And we are so quick to say, why, God? Why, you know, but if we just self-examine our hearts and self-look look into ourselves and say, well, I wasn't doing this right. I wasn't living. I had this unconfessed sin. I, I, you know, 
we can examine ourselves and say, it's more than likely my fault because I made this choice. I, I, I just, and you know what? God is in his sovereignty and in his, in his perfectness. He'll be there and just say, you know what? It's okay. I'm here for you. Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man that, we sh- that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent, hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and he shall not make it good? Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. There, is a well-known, uh, there was a well-known wealthy industrialist in the 1920s who controlled a vast portion of the nation's prosperity and, brought, and bought a zoo for his personal enjoyment. He had one of the most complete collections of animals in the world. One day he heard of a rare and beautiful type of gazelle that wasn't in any zoo, and he determined to capture one for his. He gathered his supplies and men, and they journeyed to Africa. There they were, uh, they were uh, told that they are too fast and strong to be caught. They might be shot and killed, but captured, impossible. He told one man, don't listen to them. I'll get as many of them as I want, and it won't be a problem. His method was he poured sweet feed, a blend of oats and barley, rolled in molasses on the ground in an open area in the middle of the night and just left it there. He did the same thing every night for two weeks. The first night of the third week, he poured the feed and sank an eight-foot post into the ground 20 feet away. The following night, he sunk another post on the opposite side. Uh, After enough posts were placed, he started putting boards between the posts, all while uh, continually placing feed in the area. uh, Night after night, as the gazelles uh, returned and found their way inside the increasingly enclosed area to feed on the uh, the treat left on the ground. Eventually, there was one opening left between the posts, and all the gazelles squeezed in. He moved behind them and secured the final opening with all the animals trapped inside. He chose the animals he desired and released the others. When he was asked how he knew how to catch them, he said something that chills, us to the, uh, chills the reporter to the, to the bone. I treat animals the same way I treat people. I give them what they want. I give them food and shelter in exchange. They give me their beauty and their freedom. You know, sometimes God is trying to give us good things. Sometimes God is trying to lay it out and say, no, go this, opening up this door for us to walk through it. And sometimes God's trying to usher us into this uh, by giving us, you know, opening up a door or providing this and or providing this job or opening up an avenue for us to simply walk through. But sometimes in our own ability, we say, you know what, God, thanks, but I'm going to try this way or thanks that that looks good, but maybe looks too good to be true. So I'm going to go the harder way and, and make it happen so I can say, yep, we did it that way. But, you know, if sometimes if we just take what God's given us, Sometimes, you know, God's laid it out on the floor just as this, this uh, guy did. He, you know, God's laid it out for us in his word. He's given us the keys to success, if you will. He's given us the ability to know how to be able to be successful in Christ. And we just simply have to pick it up, read it, and put it into practice. But sometimes we just say, you know what, that's, that's good, but I think I'm going to try this. And God just says, okay, you know, I'll wait. And at the end of the day, he's there. And he's got our back. And, 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 you know, as we just read, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Malachi 3, 6. For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Uh, uh, we, the Lord will never change. The Lord will never leave us nor forsake us, as we've mentioned. But we have to choose 
to allow God into our lives. We have to choose to God be the, the light unto our feet. Uh, we have to choose God to say, you know what, Lord, you direct and I'll follow. You lead and, and, and I'll go. You open the door and I'll go. Time and time again, we can see in the Bible and the word of God that we see the Lord is saying, follow me, do this for me, choose me. But yet our choice is, you know what, uh, uh, I'm going to go this route. You know, I, I like to think that God's already marked the X on, on our, our life's map. And he says, this is your destination and you're going to get there and, and, and I know you're going to get there. And this is probably the fastest way with tolls that you can get there the quickest. But our choice is sometimes, you know what, I want to go this way. Uh, I know these side streets. I know this shortcut. I know um, this will probably be a quicker detour. But if we, we, God can say, you know, no, I'm telling you, this is probably the fastest way. Maybe because we can't see the end and it's not tangible. But what does the Bible say about that? Faith coming by hearing and, and, and doing. And, and, you know, if, if we look back and say, Lord, my life without you was insecure, was incomplete. I didn't have you. And, and, and we struggled, you know, just as Saul's life time and time again, we saw him go through different things, struggle through, uh, uh, you know, a lot of things and ultimately lose his kingdom. You know, that can be a sense of insecurity in our lives. You know, if we don't know Christ as our Savior, we can look back and say, Lord, or, or today might be the day and you say, Lord, I need you now. I need you to make my life impressive, make my life, reveal yourself to me. Maybe you say, well, I don't have anything to look back in my life and say, I'm impressed with God. Well, ask him. Ask him, say, Lord, do something in my life that, I, that is impressive beyond all things and say, Lord, this is something that you've done and it is marvelous in our eyes. Ask the Lord, you know, we can't turn around and say that, you know, this is when something happens or, 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 you know, stuff doesn't go our way, which, you know, Brooklyn right now, we're working on these different things. Is she can be, you know, having a good time. And if I say no, it's a big production. It's just like it, it immediately just this crying and, and whining. I'm just like, stop. I didn't, I didn't raise my voice. I didn't, I didn't spank you. I just said no. And then it, it's like, a, a, it's just this big production and, and we're working on this and, and we're trying and, you know, uh, uh, but then she looks at me and she's just like, can we, can we please? And I'm like, stop. <laughs> That's not fair. You can't pull that card. And, and you know, uh, um, yesterday we were at, we were at Bass Pro and, and, uh, we, uh, I was looking at different things, and, and she went around and found this, this cowboy or cowgirl hat, and it's one of her cartoons hat and she, whatever. And she comes around, and she's got the little horse to go with it, the hat, and I was just like, no. No. And, and I remember it was, it was one of those where I was just like, part of me wanted to, you know, yeah, like, yeah, just get the whole thing. But then I was like, no. <laughs> no. And so I said, no, and she just like, she was sitting in the basket, and she sat down in the basket, she started crying, and I took the hat, and I took the little horse, and I went to go put it back, and she's like, daddy, please, daddy, please, and this big old production, and I'm like, stop, you're embarrassing me, keep it together, you know, and so finally, it's, it's just like, she did the whole, can we, can we please have it, and I was like, all right, <laughs> you know, 
And I, I just got her the hat, okay? I just got her the hat. But, but you know, it, it's, it's oftentimes God is there for us. God is right there waiting and willing and wanting and saying, I am here. His hand is extended to us. And yet we choose, you know, when he says no, sometimes that's his answer. No. Sometimes his answer is maybe later. Sometimes his answer is not right now. Sometimes it's plain simply no. And what do we do? We just say, man, whatever, God, you know what? I'm going to make it happen and I'm going to do this and we're going to make it happen one way or another. But God just says, okay, I'll be right here. He waits for the, can we, can we please? Can you, can you help me through this? But why do we allow ourselves to get to that point when God's been there the whole time just right there willing and wanting and able and we let ourselves get to that point where we say, Lord, please, 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 I'll do anything. Lord, please, please, you know, save me from this, help me through this, uh, provide for this. When this whole time he's been right there, he's got our back. And ultimately, God's just standing there saying, I got your back. So today, I, I challenge, I exhort you to say, Lord, here I am. Do something in my life that is impressive. I, I ask the Lord, if, if you look back and say, Lord, there isn't anything in my life that I can say that is impressive. One, I mean, your life. But look back and ask the Lord, hey, Lord, do something in my life that I can look back and say, Lord, that is nothing that I did. Absolutely, I had zero part in it, but that was all you and not me. Let's pray and ask the Lord to bless. Lord, we sure do love you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for just your gift, Lord, of salvation. Lord, we thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for our sins, Lord. Lord God, I pray you just, again, make yourself known to our lives, Lord. I pray that you just uh, uh, continue to uh, um, grow us, Lord, guide us, direct us, Lord, change us. I pray you just allow us as a church family to grow in you, Lord, wholeheartedly rely on you, Lord, that we might look back one day and say, Lord, this church is where it's at because of what you've done, Lord, in and through us, not because of anything we've done, Lord. Lord God, we should love you. We thank you for the things you are doing and continue doing in our lives. In your name I pray. Amen.